You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with the heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Mighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in thy well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, and a very warm welcome to each of you for your attendance this night at Evensong. Whether you are a member of the Advent or a, vis- or a visitor, we welcome you and are so very glad that you are here. Just a few announcements. First, if you hear a knocking sound up here, please don't worry. It is not the sound system. It's my heart thumping and my knees knocking together from nervousness. Secondly, I don't expect to say anything to you that you haven't already heard, but just to remind you of what you already know. Last, but certainly not least, I especially want to give a warm and hearty thanks to Dr. Teardo, Dr. Kennedy, and all the choir members for the wonderful work they do to provide us with such beautiful, heartfelt music. Thank you, each and every one of you. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for thee. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen. Our readings today are about the calling to be tellers, to go and tell others our story of who God is to be a light for Christ. In the Isaiah text, the servant of God says he or she was called from before birth to be a servant in whom God will be glorified, to be a light, not just to Israel alone, but to the whole world. I will give you as a light to the nations, says God to the servant, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. The gospel reading is a whole sequence of people telling each other they have seen Jesus and, what, and who they think Jesus is. It begins with John the Baptist telling about Jesus' baptism. As the story opens, John is talking about himself. The details are very precise. Twice he says, I did not know him. As soon as he recognizes Jesus, John goes from, I did not know him, 
to making public announcements to his followers by saying, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Here is the one I was sent to proclaim, the Son of God. Notice, John the Baptist is pointing his own followers to Christ. Then almost at the very same thing happens again. The day after the baptism, they saw Jesus walking by. And John tells two of his disciples that Jesus is the Lamb of God. And what do they do? They go run off after Jesus. They want to see for themselves They catch up and have an odd conversation with Jesus. And then Andrew runs off and finds his brother Simon and brings him to meet Jesus too. Immediately recognize that John the Baptist and Andrew are doing what we are all called to do. That is, tell others about the Messiah and then point the way to him. When Jesus meets Simon, Jesus gives him a new name. Cephas, a Kephas, which means Peter. Peter will do so much telling that he'll be a foundation on which the church will be built. To read this story is to get caught up in the cycle of listening, telling, and retelling, and that is the story of discipleship. Philip was told, and he found Nathaniel and told him, And the telling continues down through the ages. Someone told our grandparents, who told our parents, and our parents, our grandparents, our relative, our friend, told us. We might do the same by asking ourselves the following questions. Who first pointed Jesus out to us? What nurtured and nourished us in the faith? When did we begin to witness for him? to proclaim Jesus as the Messiah, the Lamb of God, the Lord of our life, our Savior. And like Andrew in today's... I'm sorry. And like Andrew in today's gospel, when was the first time we said to someone, I have found Jesus? He has made my life worth living, and he will do the same for you if you choose to follow him. This whole listening, telling, and retelling began with John the Baptist, who is a very impressive individual. John is just a few months older than Jesus of Nazareth, and he has already become a folk hero by the time of the start of Jesus' ministry. He has his own followers, and he has created such a stir among the people that some wonder if he himself is not the Christ. The role of John the Baptist is that of the one who prepares the way for the Lord. John does this in four ways. First, he announces the stern message of the judgment of the coming of God upon the sinfulness of mankind. There is a vivid portrayal of his crucial element in John's message recorded in the Gospel of Luke. He says, you brood of vipers who warn you to flee from the wrath to come. John's words are harsh, but the severity of the message does not diminish his popularity with the people. In fact, 
His prophetic promise is that when the Christ comes, the judgment that he will bring will be even more intensive and complete than the stern language of his forerunner. Also in the Gospel of Luke, John said, I baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. There is a second way in which John the Baptist prepares for Christ. It is represented in the baptism he offered to the people who came to hear him. His baptism is a sign of repentance and preparation for the coming of the Lord. He does not explain the repentance theme, but rather chooses to emphasize the prophetic element by saying, I came baptizing with water that he, that is the Christ, might be revealed to Israel. In other words, John's baptism is the event before the event. John the Baptist is significant in a third way. Each gospel tells us of the baptism of Jesus by John, where Jesus had no need whatsoever to, be, to submit for a baptism of repentance. Yet he insists that John baptize him in the Jordan. It is in the submission of Jesus, his total identification <clears throat> with the crowds of ordinary people who had also come to the river, that a sign is given by God both to Jesus and to John. God the Father says, this is my beloved son. John is privileged to share in that mystery. He proclaimed, I have seen and have borne witness. John the Baptist, as a theologian later noted in chapter 3, gives another picture and a fourth way in which is significant to the gospel accounts. This can be described in terms of the personal character and context of his life and ministry seen in its own right. Remember that John is a towering figure who had been so sure of Jesus who was the first to believe. He had announced Jesus as Christ and he possessed the greatest faith. He said he must increase and I must decrease. This same John, at the lowest moments of his imprisonment, is unsure of both Jesus and of himself. He sends word and asks, are you he who is to come or shall we look for another? He becomes the first who doubts Jesus at a very profound level. The first who really believed the first who really doubted. This enigma is John the Baptist. Jesus, in his ministry, both fulfills and disappoints John's expectation. Jesus is the Lamb of God, and John is sure of it. Yet, as the Lord's ministry unfolds, Jesus does not do what the great prophet John had expected him to do. He is hardly the calf of Malachi trampling the wicked. For most of his public ministry, Jesus stays at Galilee, except for short visits to Judea, and seems to evade the mighty prerogatives that are his to use, the vast winnowing fork, the fire, 
The power of the very holy wind of God are his, yet he has set for himself priorities that John the Baptist never expected. The mixture of fulfillment and disappointment of the expectations of the people will come a very crucial element in the unfolding portrayal of the life of Jesus in the Gospels. The fact that Jesus so marvelously disappoints all our expectations of what we think the Messiah should be in itself, one of the most elegant proofs of his true Messiahship. Jesus is not possessed by our expectations, as he is not possessed even by the hopes and dreams of so great a man as John the Baptist. But in a way more profound and complete than John could imagine, Jesus did fulfill the portraits of both the calf of Malachi and the lamb of Isaiah. Putting John's expectations and our expectations aside, there is a miraculous power in sharing Christ's message of love, hope, and promise with others. What we do for ourselves means nothing when compared to what we can do for others by telling the story and pointing them to Christ. It can make all the difference in the world. Through it, the Holy Spirit brings light where darkness settled, love on the road where hate once traveled, and hope to the house where hopelessness once dwelled. Blessed are we when we, through Christ, bring to others the gifts of love, peace, justice, tolerance, and mercy by sharing Christ's message and by pointing them to our Savior. Blessed are we when we do so by listening, telling, and retelling the good news of our Savior and by becoming a witness for the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Christ. When for us you were baptized, God's Holy Spirit on you came as peaceful as a dove and yet as urgent as a flame. God called you his beloved son, called you his servant true, sent you his kingdom to proclaim his holy will to do. Straightway and steadfast until death, you obeyed his call freely as the Son of Man to serve and give your life for all. Baptize us with your spirit, Lord, your Christ on us be signed, that likewise in God's service we may perfect freedom find. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.